many of us out tonight. I love that. I love a good packed evening service. We're going to have a lot of fun together. And we have already, I just, I sense um, the presence of God just so strong here and the Holy Spirit has been moving already and he has prepared this space for us. So I know we have prayed a few times, but I would love to just dedicate this time to God and just thank him for what he's about to do amongst us tonight. So Lord, we just thank you, God, right now, Lord, for this um, the 6 p.m. service tonight. And God, I always believe that it's some accident who is in the room. But God, you prepare for us. You knew who was going to be here tonight. Um, God, we're not just here ticking the box of church. But God, you, uh, you have prepared a table for us. And you know, Lord, what it is that each individual is walking through. And God, the answers that they need, the things that they're seeking you on. And so God, we just ready our hearts in this moment. Lord, we're ready to hear from you. It's not an accident that we're here. So God, we lean in with expectation and God, we're excited to hear your voice. And Lord, I just pray for myself tonight, Lord, as I bring the word. God, I thank you that I'm just a vessel, God, to be able to be used by you. I pray for less of me, more of you, more of your spirit in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How good. What a good thing to pray across our whole lives. There's less of me, more of you, God. And as we pray that God comes through, and he, that is the testimony of my life, is uh, less of me, more of him. And that's when the best fruit has um, happened in my life. That's when I've actually had the most fun and the most joy. It's when it's been less of me, more of him. And um, I think it's just a constant, this walk with Jesus is a constant um, laying our life down, <laughs> dying to self and um, choosing Jesus as well. Amen. Very cool. Well, you've done that by being in church tonight. Well, I want to. I don't want to assume that everyone knows who I am. I am Hannah, and I'm married to Byron. My husband is here tonight. He was, he was not here to cause havoc this morning. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you hear a loud guy on the front row. That is my husband. I'm assuming. Um, but I want to. <laughs> I know. Um, we <laughs> We have come out of a weekend of being with the young adults, and actually some of them probably don't even know or haven't seen a photo of my family. I didn't get to show it, but I want to put it on the screen tonight because it's, I think it's a nice way for you to get to know us. So this is obviously me and my husband, Byron, who is South African, um, <laughs> and my daughter, Taylor, who is 13, going on like 20. She's catching up to me, and my son, Roman, who is 10 years old, and they're here in Hamilton this weekend having time with family, which is really cool, but... They're a great bunch, and we um, it's very important for us that we do ministry together as a family. It's not just mum and dad doing it. And even for Byron and I, um, we we tag team it in ministry even back home in Wellington. And um, and that's important to me, and I think God has really blessed that. And so actually at the end, he's going to come, and he's just going to minister for a moment. But um, the word that I'm carrying tonight is um, titled, You Are Anointed for This. And I want... In this space tonight, I really believe that there's going to be people who are going to pick up their confidence again. That maybe one time you had confidence and you've let it drop. Maybe you've had confidence numerous times, but you're in a season where, where you've got a lack of confidence. Or maybe you've never had confidence in terms of what God's called you to. Tonight, God's word and what I declare over you is that you are anointed for this. Whatever is the task at hand right now, you are anointed for it. And as I share the word tonight, I really believe God's going to stir something in your heart to remind you that you are 
are anointed for this, that nothing that we're a part of is natural, that all of it needs the supernatural power of God. Amen. And so we're going to lean into him for more of his strength, more of his power. And I thought, what a cool way to kind of, I know tonight we're technically ending the young adults camp and God, it has been a sacred space all weekend and we just felt so privileged to be a part of it. So thank you, Monique and team and everyone who served across um, the weekend. But it was a sacred space and God did a unique work and there was really like a, a setting apart, I believe, for God and just coming back to him and, and what it's all about. And I just believe that this, I, I believe it's going to really land the weekend for those that were at um, young adult camp across the weekend. And this is going to give you something really practical to hold on to as you head into your week. Cool? So I'm not sure um, if you've ever been um, given a role that you don't feel ready for, or if you're currently doing something that you don't feel adequate for. Um, I'm not sure if you, um, someone has ever asked you to do something that you feel incapable of, or that yeah, you don't have the abilities for. I'm not sure if there's anything before you right now that you've said yes to, but now you're freaking out, and you're like, why did I say yes to that? And you don't quite feel ready for it. Um, or that thing that you couldn't say no to because you knew it was God, but now you're like, I don't know where to start. Like, God, I've said yes, but I don't know where to start. Well, tonight I want to tell you that you are anointed for this. If God has placed something before you and you have picked it up, then you can trust that God has anointed you for it. And so I want us to lean into it tonight. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself here because you've got to trust me. The things that I'm involved in right now, I do not feel ready for. And the thing that I have learned as a leader and as just a believer and a, a person trying to do this life with Christ is that I actually probably will never feel ready for it. And God changes me while I do the thing that he has called me to. He doesn't wait until I'm ready, but he changes me. And he uses the thing oftentimes to build me. Oftentimes we think we're building the church or we're building this ministry or we're building our career. But God's actually using that to build our life and to build character and um, resilience and patience and the fruit of the Spirit into our lives. And so I want to encourage you today, do not wait until you feel adequate for what God has called you to. But lean into it and step into it knowing that you are anointed for it. Um, the word it probably helps to explain what the word anointed um, means, um, just in case you aren't aware, but also just to freshen it up for you. So anointed means chosen. And actually, again, like for those that were at camp this weekend, it means set apart for divine purpose. So those who are anointed are chosen those who are anointed are set apart for divine purpose. That is every single one of us in the room tonight. If I asked you, are you anointed? Then you are to put your hand up and say, yes, that's me. I am chosen and I am set apart for divine purpose. So when God says to you today that you are anointed for this, he's saying, I have chosen you for this and I have set you apart for divine purpose. And God wants us to pick up our confidence tonight in what it is that he's placed before us. And so the anointing is simply just a divine empowering to do something that God wants to be done. So God's already determined that something's going to be done. But then it's a divine empowerment. When he anoints us, it's a divine empowerment to do what he's called us to do. 
And so every single one of us needs need that today. We need the anointing. Some of us are doing the thing God's called us to do, but without the anointing or without remembering that we are anointed for this. We're trying to do it in our own natural strength, yet we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. It can be like that for parents. We need, we need divine empowerment to, to parent our children. It can be like that in our studies. We can see it as a natural thing that we just need to turn up and put the hard work in, which is true. Yet we can have a divine empowerment to do our studies and God can bless that. And you've got to know today that you are anointed for it. Whatever is in front of you, whatever you have um, in front of you, even this coming week, God has anointed you for it. Um, just a testimony from my own life. Um, I, and I've shared across the weekend that I am a pastor's kid and I've grown up in church. And I remember there was a season in, um, in Auckland on the North Shore where my parents were pastoring. And um, where it was a new church plant and there was only like six youth, okay? And I'm about 16 years old at this point and we've just moved to Auckland. Honestly, did not have friends. I'm new at this church myself. It's a new church. 16 years of age. Now, I'm one of four girls. And I'm number three out of four girls, so I've got sisters. And um, out of all of us, I was the most timid and the quietest of the bunch, okay? So growing up, um, I probably was the least expected to have a mic in hand or preach the word or be involved in leadership or ministry in any capacity. I was very timid. I remember when I met Byron, which was the age of um, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah, there he is. I told you, I did warn you. Um, when I met him, I was very shy. Like, I just remember not talking to him in the church foyer. I would dodge him. I liked him, but I would dodge him. And I just, <laughs> I, barely said, I barely said a word to anyone. I barely said a, said a word to anyone. So I was very shy, very timid. And yet there was this moment that um, my parents were planning this church. We were obviously involved. It was just me and my younger sister there. And I remember um, hearing them one night talking in the lounge and just talking about this need that we need someone to lead the youth. And there's six young people, okay? I'm one of them. My sister's one of them. So there's kind of four others. And they're like talking and they'd put it to a couple of people when no one was keen. And I just remember walking in the lounge. And this was honestly, like I look back now, it was just a like a godly like boldness and, um, that came upon me. Like it was so out of nature. Yeah, I walk into the lounge and I just remember saying to them, um, and I'm a, I'm a peer of these other young people. I remember saying to them, I think I, could, I think I could give that a go. Like, I reckon I could lead our young people in our youth group. And I'm not going to lie, my parents were like, um, <laughs> um. And we had many conversations over the coming weeks. And they were like, where did this come from? Like, this is our quiet Hannah who never says anything. And yet here I was putting up my hand. And honestly, there was just something burning in my heart. I remember the age of 12, just and I shared this at camp, that I, I knelt beside my bed one night and I just said to God, Lord, it was after an evening service, God, I want to give my life to you. Whatever that means, wherever that means I need to go, God, I give my life to you. Then quiet Hannah, quiet Hannah, all these years. Then in this moment, this crazy boldness that was like, mum and dad, I reckon I could do that. You know, in the end, after some quite a few conversations, they're like, okay, let's give her a go. And so I remember I started just gathering them. It was like a small group. You know, within a year, we had 100 people, young people coming out on a Tuesday night back then, you do youth. 100 people, 12 leaders that were young adults alongside me, some of them older than me, like 25-year-olds that I was leading um, as youth leaders, but then just peers that um, and people that came and just uh, would come every single week 
and a whole, like, from non-Christian families, all these young people, and, um, and I was timid, quiet Hannah. Yeah, this is what can happen when the anointing comes upon you, when you get a crazy boldness to believe that I could do something good and great for God, and for the glory of God, not for my glory, but for the glory of God, and for the extension of his kingdom. Now, honestly, my, church, my lane is church, and I love the church, um, but for you, you, you know, many of us, we've got a lane in church and out of church as well, but your career, what you're studying, where you're involved right now, the school that you go to, all of that, God has placed you there on purpose, and you are anointed for the task at hand. God has anointed you for it, and I want you to kind of, I just sense like God causing you to lift your head again tonight for whatever it is that is in front of you, wherever he has placed you, that you would remember tonight that you were anointed for this, that you don't need to wait until you feel ready. The best place for us to be is actually inadequate and to be weak. That's where God does his best work, and that is the testimony of my life. So even to this day, as we pastor in Wellington and as God has really blessed us as a church, um, most days, and most people in my church would not know this, but I do not feel adequate for the task at hand. Yet God is so faithful and he turns up, but it's only a reliance on the Holy Spirit and on the anointing that I can do it. Without that, I will burn out and I will be depleted and I will um, I will not go a long time in ministry if I'm just burning my own flesh. But if I am doing it with the empowerment, the divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit, then it's sustainable and it's sustainable over the long haul. Amen. So the best way we can prepare for whatever God has for us is to prepare with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So when the anointing of God is upon a person, it changes that individual from being a little ordinary person into being a giant. So it was like the 16-year-old weak timid Hannah became like this like giant, like a crazy confidence came upon me to be able to do what God called me to do. Still myself, like fully myself, yet God used me. So whatever gift you have in whatever capacity and wherever you feel God has called you to, you need to know that you're anointed for it. And I want to read, um, it's going to come up on, the, I think, on the screen behind me, but from Psalm 92 verse 10, and I really felt this verse for tonight, but it says this, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You have empowered my life for triumph by pour, pouring fresh oil over me. And I almost sense over the space tonight, it's like God's like just pouring fresh oil on us. Like every single one of us, um, you know that you're where you're meant to be. Well, I hope, I believe that you, you will by the end of tonight. But God's just pouring fresh oil over us tonight. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. God is made, making some people strong and mighty tonight. He's fortifying some people, strengthening some people for the task at hand. Isaiah um, 61, this is a common um, passage of scripture. In verses 1 to 3, it says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. And it goes on, and I won't read the whole passage, but to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, etc., etc. But could only do all of that because of the anointing, because God has, and the Lord has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I know it's a simple word tonight, but I'm just here to say to you that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And God has anointed you. There's nothing natural about what you're doing. You need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit enabling you. There are some things that God has for you, things that he's anointed you for, graced you for. Or if anointing means, anointed means to be set apart. There's some things that God has set you apart for. And they're unique for you. It will be different to my own journey, but God has set you apart for some things. He's chosen you for some things. Um, you're anointed for the role that you carry in your household. If you're a son 
or a sister or a mother or a father, God has anointed you for that role and you need to lean into him for his divine empowerment. You're anointed if you're studying right now, you're anointed for your studies. You can pray every morning when you go off to school or to university and you can believe that God is going to empower you with those ma that math um, <laughs> challenge and whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. You can believe that it's not just your own hard work that's going to get you there, but that it's going to be a divine empowerment by the Holy Spirit. You know, Byron and I, I'm pulling him into this now, but there's things all the time that we don't feel adequate for that we are, you know, like just less than in terms of what God has called us to yet it's only by leaning into him that we can do all that he's put before us you're anointed for the role that you carry at work you're anointed to share the gospel wherever you are you're even anointed to manage your finances even where it feels stuck and it feels difficult right now like do you pray do you pause in that moment and say God I need empowerment I need divine empowerment in this moment to be able to help me to manage my finances you're even anointed at the gym. I don't go to the gym, so I wouldn't know. But if you go to the gym, you're anointed there. God can uh, divinely empower you. Um, Byron would know that way, Byron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't talk. I can't. There's no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> if you play an instrument, you're anointed for it. Some of you started out playing an instrument knowing that this was a gifting and a call from God and a divine empowerment. But as time's got on, you've actually naturally got quite good. But God's saying, no, I want you to come back to being reliant on me and reliant on the Holy Spirit. If you write, however, whatever you write, you are anointed for it. And so therefore use the gift, like don't hide the gift, but use the gift and ask God for divine empowerment. If you're helping someone through a hard time right now, a friend who's really struggling and you feel so weak and that you don't have the answers, you can press into God and you can believe that you are anointed for that, that you are that person's friend for a reason and that God's going to empower you and give you the wisdom you need. So right where he has placed you, and there's so many examples I could go to, but right where he's placed you, there is an anointing for it. And so we can pray that even when we do the most mundane tasks, that we will have an anointing and that it can have life to it. What about if we did the dishes <laughs> and we believe that there would be divine empowerment for it, that God could speak to us, that God could use that moment while we're not got our phone in our hand, that he could um, speak into our life. Like, what if we approach the most mundane tasks with an, a thought and an idea that that moment could be divinely empowered by the Holy Spirit? Amen. Okay, so before we land, I've got just some quick points I'm going to give you that are going to help you this week um, in remembering that you are anointed. So number one is that God's anointing helps the areas you feel weak in. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I love this verse. Honestly, if I had to pick a life one, it would have to be this. But therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Like I say, my testimony in my life is feeling weak and inadequate for what God has called me to. Yet his grace is sufficient and his power is all the more powerful in my weakness. You know, sometimes I think we fall into the trap as believers of thinking that that um, when we have the anointing, um, it's, that the anointing is only associated with excellence and with when we're doing things really well, that there's an anointing on us because we're really gifted and graced in that. But anointing is also associated with weakness. And I'm learning more and more as I get older, and I am getting older, to celebrate my weaknesses and to actually be okay to talk about my weaknesses and to be um, able to boast in God 
because of my weaknesses. Not like a self-pity type of thing, but actually like God is good. Like God is getting all the glory. And we sang this this morning, that, oh, this evening, sorry, about in him, like he'll, get, he'll be glorified. And I just, I felt like that was a prophetic declaration. Like God will get the glory. He will be glorified. He will be glorified through your life. He'll be glorified through your studies. He'll be glorified through your work. He's been glorified through my life and through my, mostly through my weaknesses, not in my strengths, not in my capabilities, but in my weaknesses. And so I'm learning to celebrate those things. He anoints your ex- excellence when your gifts are surrendered to him, but he also anoints you in your weakness as you lean upon him. And he only anoints our weaknesses as we're willing to be aware of them and to bring them into the presence of God. And so I encourage you tonight, if you're feeling weak, it's okay. But don't hold that and try and like muster it up and try and find a strength in your own strength. But come to God, you need the Holy Spirit's strength. And both both of those things are excellent parts of us and also the weak parts of us. Both of those things are a witness to other people, but they also ultimately bring glory to God. So I declare over to you tonight that you are not weak, that you are not lacking. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. He is the one. The anointing is the one that helps you in the areas where you feel weak. Okay, number two is God's anointing gives you wisdom. And I, I sensed in worship tonight as we were singing that there's people in the room tonight, you're really seeking God for clarity. And I know we prayed this for this a little bit across the weekend at the camp. But there's people in the space tonight, you're really asking God for some wisdom and, and you've been doing the, the things that you know you need to do. You're seeking out counsel and you've been talking to the right people, but there's just still a sense of like question marks over some big spaces in your life. Well, I want to tell you tonight that you're anointed even in that space to get the wisdom from God and the anointing gives us wisdom. And in 1 Corinthians, um, oh, where am I? There we go. Um, Where am I up to? There we go. No, sorry, we're going to go to 1 John 2.20. It says this in the Amplified Version. I love this. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. And I love the Amplified because it always gives me more words in brackets. And I'm a words girl. But it says, you have been set apart. There it is again. Specially gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because he teaches us. He illuminates our minds and he guards us from error. And that is when we're set apart, when we are anointed, because we have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted, and prepared by the Holy Spirit. So you are not unprepared. You have everything that you need today. You have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and He's going to teach you. He's going to illuminate your mind, and He's going to guard you from error. And some of us, we're fearful of failure. We're fear of, um, of missing it. But God wants us to operate like it's a green light and like it's go. And then he's going to, and we've got to trust him and trust the Holy Spirit's leading that he will close the door or that he will cause that light to go red if we need to stop. But many of us, we're living our life like it's red and we're waiting for confirmation after confirmation after confirmation from God that we're meant to be doing something. And God's like, no, that's going to drain you of energy. What he wants from us, I believe, is to operate like it's a green light and to keep talking to people, keep asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And then when, when God wants you to stop and he's like, no, I'm going to close that door. He will. And he will bring a red light along and you will know for sure that you're to stop. But I think a lot of us, we're missing God opportunities because we're waiting all the time for confirmation after confirmation. And God's saying, I want you to move. And I do believe that this is a season to say yes. I believe over the body of Christ, when I pray, I love to pray and say, God, what is it that you're doing right now? And how do we as the people of God get on board with that? And I actually believe it's a season to say yes. It's a season to say yes to God, to not self-preserve and not to be cautious. Use 
is wisdom for sure, but it's wisdom that is empowered by the Holy Spirit, by the anointing, okay? So you're going to lean into this this week. You're going to be like, okay, I've got wisdom already because I am anointed for this. So therefore, I can trust that the Holy Spirit will illuminate the right things. Amen? Okay, the last one is this. Number three, God's anointing gives you confidence. And this is where I began, is that God's anointing gives us confidence, God is going to cause us to walk out of this space tonight. I feel it in my own life. To go back to my world, back in Wellington with a newfound confidence, just trusting God that I am right where he wants me and that I can lean into this in a greater way. Um, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, it speaks of living with an unshakable confidence. And that's what God wants us to have. The anointing gives you confidence um, to pursue what you need to do next. And I feel like... If I think about and I pray about um, people right now that I'm journeying with, but also the body of Christ, I really believe that um, people are having a crisis of confidence. And too many callings have been abandoned at the crossroads of confidence. But I want to tell you tonight that there's a healthy stretch that grows our capacity. And God wants us to pick up our confidence and take a hold of what he's put in front of us. If we just press in a little more, we will see the breakthrough. But there's people that are giving up the call of God on their lives or they're walking away or they're resisting and pulling back because of a lack of confidence, because of a crisis of confidence. But we're the people of God. We should have the most confidence because we've got, we're Holy Spirit empowered. We are not doing this in our own strength. We've got the whole Holy Spirit empowering us for every single thing we need to do this coming week and for the remainder of this year. Therefore, we can pick up our confidence. So you are anointed for this. And I have said that so many times, but but I believe there's power in our words as we speak them out, as we declare them over an atmosphere. You are anointed for this. And God is saying tonight, you can have confidence. You can pick up your confidence again. And so what I want to do, it's actually I want to land on that scripture that I shared earlier, Psalm 92 verse 10. It says this, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. You know, some of us this week, I believe we need to grab our hand and we need to grab our head and we need to pray for the anointing, even on our minds and on ourselves. And we need to do it every single morning and we need to pray for fresh oil. Maybe you need to do like a prophetic act or something tangible. Don't pour real oil on you because that could be random at the beginning of your day. But maybe there's something that you need to do that is like, God, I just, I pour oil on me today and I am anointed for this day. Anything that's going to come at me, the things I know of, but also the things that I don't know of. God, I thank you that you've anointed me for this. Amen. Very, very cool. Well, what I would love us to do, I'm going to invite Brian to come in a moment, but in this moment, I just want us all to stand to our feet. And if I could get um, at least the keyboardists, but maybe the musos, the team to come, that would be fantastic. Because we can't end a sermon like this and then just like, okay, guys, all the best. (laughs) Have a great week. We need to pray um, for a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit right now. Um, the thing, I have journey with God, I'm 40 now, okay, I'm, I haven't, I've kind of gotten away all weekend with not saying my age, but I am 40 now, and in my 40 years, what I've realized is that um, there's a leak that happens, just naturally from my life, I have had numerous moments of standing in, in, in church or in settings and having a, a moment with the Holy Spirit and being freshly filled, and I've needed those time and time again in my life, because for one, there's an output from our life, and so we give out to other people, but also life has a way of wearying us and taking from us and draining us, and so 
every single morning or every single day of our life, we need a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit. And this is another moment that God has created for each and every one of us tonight. This is for every pastor in the room, every person in the room, every young person, every child. We all need the Holy Spirit and divine empowerment from the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to ask you tonight if you want to respond. I'm going to say, come on, guys, let's respond. Let's respond to the Holy Spirit. And right now, I want you to lift your hands as I pray. And I want to pray for you that you would have a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit tonight. God, I thank you for your people. God, I thank you for this beautiful group of people tonight across this room. And God, we sense your Holy Spirit here. You've you've been here right from the outset tonight preparing for us. And right now, God, we just choose to accept and take a hold of more of your Spirit. God, we just, we cry out to you, Lord, for more. God, where we're empty, Lord, the areas of our life that are empty, the areas of our life that are dry. God, we pray, Lord, for just a, a drenching of your Spirit. God, we need you, Lord. We need your Holy Spirit. We need your anointing. And God, we want a fresh touch even in this moment. God, we're hungry for more. It's never going to be enough, but God, we're pressing in for more tonight. And I just declare over each and every one that is responding right now, God, I just pray, God, and I thank you and I declare that they are anointed for the task at hand. God, I thank you for every stuck thing, Lord, every difficult thing, Lord, that has felt challenging, that there's been a blockage to know what to do next. God, I thank you, Lord, that that is going to be relieved. God, that they're going to be able to dream and see, Lord, with new eyes this week. So God, we thank you for that divine empowerment that can only come by your Spirit. So I want us to worship. We're going to sing this song, and I want you to ask God for more of His Spirit. Thank you, God. Amen. Barrel, powerful understanding of the anointing. I reckon it's, it's about to change this next season for a lot of people. I reckon you're just at a tipping point. And Pastor Sheridan and Jan, I just, I, man, I didn't ask for it, but I just really felt God speaking to me for you guys tonight. Man, I just feel a real tenderness in the Spirit of God over you guys tonight as well. And, and what God spoke to me about was, you know, before we came into here tonight, Pastor Sheridan walked me around the facilities and just shared some of the vision and showed me some of the, the victories. And, and man, I was inspired. But I, and just as we were sitting and Hannah was preaching, I just felt God just say to me that this, this whole facility is, is just one pillar. And I said, God, what's, what's that about? And I just felt like God say that um, whenever there's a big construct, there's not just, never just one pillar. And, and I feel like you're, you're not even building something just for activate and what you see in your heart. It's a kingdom thing that you're a part of and you're a kingdom builder. And this is but one pillar. And I just feel like even though in the next three days as you as a church family get into prayer and fasting, I believe that God, you're at a tipping point and God's going to push over some, some buckets in heaven of blessing and favor that's going to cause momentum for here. But I reckon that's going to be a real pivotal point for you guys because I really feel that at that point, the momentum is going to pick up here and it's going to give you the capacity to focus on the next pillar. So I just feel like it's a real pivotal time that this is one pillar and you've got it to a point and, and, you, and God's about to give you, you've discerned right, this is a time of prayer and fasting and getting with God. I feel like there's some bowls gonna be tipped over in heaven for you guys to get to a tipping point and I reckon you're gonna see and you'll be begin to be confronted with, in some ways, the next pillar. And so it's so exciting. Could you stretch your hands towards your pastors? Father, we thank you for this man and woman of God and God, we love them and we thank you that they are kingdom builders. 
that God, that you've put in their heart the dream and the vision and of what's happening here in, in Activate and around the country and the nations of the world. But Father, I thank you that you're exposing to them the next pillar, that God, you are the great uh, master builder. And God, you, you've called this master, master builder couple, Lord, to, to co-labor with you. And you're about to point. I see the finger of God pointing in the next direction where there's another um, facility um, plot and, and, and work. And I don't think it's going to start with facilities. I think it's going to start with work and purpose and, and um, need. And God's going to expose another prop, um, just another uh, uh, a mission pillar to you that needs building. And I thank you, God, for the momentum that's about to take over this place. I thank you that momentum doesn't require the striving. The momentum, Lord, is a season of enjoyment and pleasure and favor. And one by one, God, they've pushed the turn of, of the flywheel. But now, God, I thank you that there's a tipping point and there's a momentum being released in Jesus' name. And we give you all glory and we give you all honor for it. Come on, celebrate with me tonight. So good. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, this is what we're going to do just before we finish tonight, and I hand back to Monique, maybe. Um, is I, I really sense that, that God wants to rescue some people tonight. I really do. The Word of God says this in John chapter 8. He who commits sin is a slave of sin. It goes on to say that a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs there forever. And, the, and the, the reality is, Jesus just named the condition of the human heart that is bound to sin. He says, he who commits sin is a slave to sin. Maybe you've never thought of it like that before. Maybe you thought it's a bad habit. And maybe you'll try and get over some things apart from God. But the truth is this, friend, it's been watered down in our society for a long time now, this truth, that God loves you. God loves you. He doesn't want you to be a slave. He wants you to be a son that stays in the family forever.